Hi guys, I'm Deputy Editor Britt Smith and welcome to One on One, a podcast where we feature open, dynamic conversations with your favorite men's journal personalities. We recently sat down with legendary NFL quarterback Drew Brees. Now, few players have made an impact on a pro sports team like Brees has made on the New Orleans Saints, racking up accolade after accolade. Our contributor, Charles Thorpe, spoke with Breeze about the greatest game of his career, why he knew it was the right time to retire from the NFL after 15 years, and how he's pivoting to train for life. First, to kick this off, when did you know that football was going to be your life's passion, your career? I think when you're a kid, you obviously have some pretty crazy dreams. I can remember at some point, I don't know, maybe when I was like my youngest son's age, like eight, eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old, something like that. I remember saying to myself, I want to be one of the first people to play three professional sports. So football, basketball, baseball, because I was you know, obsessed with those. I was just a total sports junkie growing up. But I would say as I got into high school, it was really baseball, number one, probably basketball, number two, football, number three, you know, so football was down the list, but I grew up in the state of Texas and when you grow up in Texas, you play football. So, and my, my, I kind of had a family, family lineage of people coaching football or playing football. So I ended up going through my high school career. I get a scholarship offer to, to play at Purdue university. It was one of two scholarship offers I had. The other one was Kentucky. They kept bringing in guys that compete with me to try to take my job in football. So every spring when I thought I was going to walk on the baseball team, I, uh, I kept, I kept having to go to spring ball and, and prove my, prove my job. But it wasn't until my going into my junior year, we'd had a really successful sophomore season. And I remember there was a, a writer who, who said to me, you know, what are the chances that you leave early at the end of this year? And I said, leave early for what? <laughs> he said, you know, leave early for the NFL. And that was honestly the first time I thought that I might have a chance to play in the NFL. And so that was what going into my junior year of college. Um, so kind of crazy just cause again, football was probably my third sport in high school. You know, when I thought about just what I really love to do and yet that obviously was, was the path that God chose for me. Can you tell me a little bit about your relationship with training and how that evolved in those earlier years? I'd say this, you know, I, I mean, listen, I played, I played 20 years. Right. And so when I first got into the NFL, you know, I'd come from Purdue university. I'd come from you know, in most, in most cases, especially back in those days, a college football program was very much from a strength training perspective. It was Olympic lifts, right? So it was power cleans. It was squats. It was bench press. You know, it was all these things, right? To make you bigger, faster, stronger, right? And that was just the methodology. And I think that as we've gone along here, I think we've all become much smarter in regards to the way that we train, but more importantly, the way we recover. I think that's the biggest difference now between even five years ago, 10 years ago is what guys are doing to help them maximize what they're doing with their training. And that really goes with the recovery. I think I, towards the latter part of my career, I spent more time with my recovery than I did with the training itself. And so what do you mean from a recovery perspective? Well, Pilates was as big a part of my workout regimen as training. Well, why? Well, Pilates in many cases is it's breathing, it's lengthening, it's core work, it's rotational work. There's a lot of different forms and a lot of different programs that you can implement. But for me as a quarterback and for me in fighting the aging process, I wanted to maintain flexibility. I wanted to maintain rotation. I wanted to maintain core strength and joint integrity. And all those are things that can be incorporated into Pilates. 
also the stretching, right? Stretch zone, that methodology, practitioner led stretching, that became a big part of my routine, especially post-workout, right? When you work out in the, in the weight room and you're pushing weight, in a lot of cases, you're contracting muscles, right? And so the whole lengthening back out process and combining flexibility with strength, that equals power. And so for me, that's what I was, that, that's what I was always striving for to try to maintain, to try to stay on top of with, with throwing the football was how can I, how can I still generate as much power as possible? You mentioned the Pilates. When did Pilates first come into your consciousness? What was your first, what was your first experience going to a Pilates class or being taught Pilates? And, and what was that like? That probably would have been a while back. I mean, that was maybe eight years ago or so. Again, you know, that, that it's funny just to see kind of the progression of, of, you know, how you train, how you, how you care for your body, but most importantly, just your knowledge of what's available out there. Right. But yeah, Pilates was probably eight years ago. And then, you know, yoga somewhere, you know, shortly after that, you know, incorporating that in at times or variations of it. And then, and then the practitioner led stretching with stretch zone would have been something over the last four years um, that I, I really felt like, I mean, there's no doubt that without incorporating those methods into my training and into my recovery, I don't think I play 20 years, you know, I mean, cause just the aging process begins to take its toll and you have to continue to find ways to fight that, to combat that and to stay in your prime. Let's go back a little bit. I mean, you did just, you talked a little bit about that mention of the draft being the first realization of which it could be a career. The draft experience has changed for a lot of people. And obviously this year was uh, completely unique, but what was your draft experience like and how that feel to get that selection and, and then be a professional football player? You know, first off, it, it, it's, it's an honor to be drafted. And the thought that that would ever be a reality for me was, was, was pretty far-fetched, you know, back when I was just entering college. I think what I realized through the draft process was, first off, it's a crazy process, right? You know, you have your pro days, you have your workouts at the combine, you have all these coaches that are interviewing you, analyzing you, you feel like everything you do is being watched and, and being uh, calculated and judged and um, that this somehow is going to impact your future, you know? And so it's stressful. And, and, and I think the advice that was given to me, I think any competitive person through the draft process, I think your, your number one goal is, man, I want to get drafted as high as possible because that's, that's how my value is gauged, right? And I want to be as valuable as I possibly can. So how can I get drafted as high as I possibly can? But what I realized, especially from the quarterback position going through that process is it's more important to end up in the right situation. So it really doesn't matter when you're drafted, in what round or what pick. It's more so the right team, the right culture, the right coach, the right system, the right complementary players around you. And if you can be in that situation, I think it sets you up for success even faster. You mentioned the word success. I'm just curious from your perspective, what does success mean to you? And I think there's the measurables of that, right? Which you'd say, hey, winning a championship or achieving this, achieving that. It probably goes much deeper than that because you might achieve something on paper. It might show that you had this statistic or that statistic. But at the end of the day, how do you feel about yourself? Was your process something that made you happy or made you satisfied? 
because I think another one of the things that, that, that has been impressed upon me by my mentors is if you focus on the process, the result will take care of itself. So we're, we're in a results-driven society. And yet, as I think about the way that I parent my kids, especially as they're getting into sports, I, I, tell, I try to tell them all the time, and it's about effort, and it's about energy, and it's about the process. It's about how you prepare for what you're about to do. I, I, don't, I don't care about the result right now. I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you the same whether you go out and win or lose. I said, but what I want to see you do is apply yourself the best that you can and work to be the best that you can. And, you know, I'm here for you to help you every step of the way, but it's really the process. And if you focus on the process, if you focus on that and the preparation and all those things each and every day, well, that's, that's what you should get enjoyment out of because the process is what you do a majority of the time. The competition itself is very short lived, right? It's like, think about the week of preparation for a football game. You work for a week to go out and play for three hours right? So everybody sees what happens in those three hours, but nobody sees the preparation that goes into it for that week building up to it. So you have to enjoy that process. You have to find a way to make that process the best that it can be, because then you can go into the game or the competition or whatever it is, and you can relax and have fun because you know you've done everything you could to get to that point. So, so when you ask like, what's success? Well, success is feeling like you've mastered the process. If you look at your player sheet anywhere, obviously a million things up on there. Is there any one title or one line that means the most to you as far as your NFL career? Listen, I have so many incredible memories and moments from my 20-year career. Obviously, a lot of statistics added up when you play 20 years. I guess the stats add up, but I think it's more so just, you know, each season, each season kind of lives on its own, you know, and each moment has its, has kind of the special memories that come, come along with it. I like the records and the things that span over the course of many years or over time, just because then there's a lot of people that share in those. When you think about a touchdown record, you think about all the guys who caught those touchdowns and all the guys who blocked for those touchdowns. And, you know, same with completions or yards. You know, there's so many people that are a part of those things. So I don't know, each one, each one has its special meaning. Well said, man. I love that. I love that. Can you take me through a game in your career? Obviously, you've had many, many amazing games and amazing victories and those accolades that come with that. I'm just curious if you take me to a game where you know you performed at your highest level or a game that you left feeling completely accomplished in. I feel like there's, there's been a lot of them, which I guess is a good thing. But I'd say one in particular and probably the most recent was the, the, the night that we broke the all-time touchdown mark. So it was a Monday night football game against the Colts 2019 in New Orleans. Um, I finished the game 29 of 30. And, and I'm, I'm, still, I'm still upset with myself because the one incompletion was probably the easiest throw of the night. And my feet just got a little out of whack. So I was off balance when I went to throw the a little outlet pass to the running back. And so I just threw it right at his feet. And I'm still pissed about that because how many times you get a chance to go 30 for 30 in a game, but the rest of the passes were one of those games where, you know, the defense was throwing a lot at us, a lot of different pressure looks, a lot of different kind of scenarios, two minute drives, various things. And yet it just felt like man, at, at, with every snap, I knew exactly where the ball was going. I knew exactly where it needed to be placed. It was happening right now to visualize it that many times and then to go out happen almost exactly the way that you picture it. That's pretty cool. 
can you give another one of those examples, but maybe a game that was the most physically taxing, a game in which you were very glad you did the workouts, you did the recovery, you had all the tools at your disposal to get through a final effort? I'd say that's just about every game too, (laughs) you know, but I mean, there's definitely those games that are maybe more physically demanding um, than others. So I'll say this. So uh, I'd say this happened, you know, two or three times, maybe three or four times a year where we would get down on like the one yard line and we would try a few run plays and it was just stuff, 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 you know, and you're just, you're that close, but man, you really need this touchdown. You don't want to kick a field goal from inside the one yard line. And I'd go to the sideline and I'd look at Coach Payton and say, hey, I can get it. I could jump over the top. I can get it. And be like, all right, go get it. And so I'd dress up the formation and make it look like something, try to distract the interior linebackers. And then I just jump over the top, right? Well, in order to jump over the top, you know, like there's a technique to it, but also there's just this explosive element where, man, you got to like get up and over the line, extend the ball out, pull it back before you get drilled, right? Um, Because there's nobody that's able to get to the next level to block the linebackers. So every Monday after a game, I go in and I get a really good workout. And during that Monday workout, I always do box jumps. And as I'm doing the box jumps, I'm thinking to myself, this is me jumping over the goal line. And so I visualize that as I do these box jumps, because I know at some point during the season, I'm going to have to go to Coach Payton and say, Coach, I'll get it. And I better be able to get it. It's such an amazing 20-year career, the injuries, the toll on the body that you mentioned, Can you tell me about one instance in which you had to either adapt your training or adapt your mentality so that you could show up the next day or show up the next season? When I hurt my shoulder, my last game with the San Diego Chargers, I don't know if you recall that injury at all, but you know, I dislocated my right throwing shoulder and I, it was 15 years ago. And I did that as I was jumping on a fumble. And what happens when a quarterback goes to jump on a fumble is most guys, they're not going for the ball. They're going for you. (laughs) they're trying to they're trying to use their force and the ground to provide as much damage as they can uh as you're trying to go get the ball so that's basically what happened in that game and that's how i dislocated my shoulder so i had heard the advice up until that point that hey if there's ever a ball on the ground don't go throwing your hands in there your arms in there because bad things happen and sure enough it did so i'd say from that moment on lesson learned if there was a fumble on the ground, I would find a way to try to get that ball without just flat out jumping on it or extending my arms, extending my shoulders. It's hard to do, right? Because mm-hmm. it's almost like you're you're trying to rein the competitor back. And yet at the same time, you got to fight for fight for longevity and live to play another day. Absolutely. I count myself amongst them. I'm somebody who absolutely wanted to keep watching you play football. What made 20 years the right amount of time or what indicators did you have that told you that this was going to be your final season? You know, I asked my, I asked my kids last year, I said, Hey guys, if, uh, would you think if dad didn't play football anymore? And they're like, no, dad, you need to play. And I said, well, I, I, it would be for me to be able to spend more time with you. And they kind of thought about it. And they're like, no, dad, you should play. You can still play. You can still do it. And I was like, all right, I'll play. And then this year when I asked them the same question, they were like, all right, dad, we're ready. Mm. ready for you to retire so Mm. there you go there's your answer that's a great answer that's uh that'll do it can you tell me a little bit about what your practices are today as far as staying healthy staying fit 
course, stretching, of course, recovery. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. I'd say, whereas like this time of year, if I was playing football, it would be very specific to my job as a quarterback, right? Everything I do in the weight room, everything I do on the field, a lot of throwing, a lot of drill work, very much centered around me playing quarterback. So the cool thing about what I can do now is I, I just cross train. I just do, I do a little bit of everything. So yesterday I went like on an hour and a half mountain bike ride, rode to the beach, rode down the beach, rode in the sand, we had the legs burning, hit some hills, right? Some dirt tracks. It was fun. Two days ago, I was swimming. I just swam laps. You know, day before that, I went on a hike, went on a hike with my wife. Um, and I'll do some stuff in the weight room. I'll do some kind of high intensity stuff. Um, I'll jump on the rower. I'll, I got a speed bag. I'll just sit there and box. I'll hit the tennis ball. I'll play pickleball. Um, so bottom line is I pretty much do whatever I want. Um, I like being active. I like setting my goals towards something. That's the one thing I still haven't found and I'm going to need to is some sort of competitive release, like real competitive release. But it's been so much about the kids and, and then just, you know, newly retired, just that feeling that, you know what, I'm going to try some things I haven't, haven't really been able to do thus far. So the mountain biking, the snow skiing, e-foiling, I like to e-foil, um, kind of gotten into that this off season. That's been fun. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't be doing. <laughs> it all sounds like great stuff, man. Yeah. Do you have any leads as far as what that next competitive game or nah, I don't, I don't, but I'm excited to figure it out. <laughs> Are there any places that you're still looking to mountain bike or, or foil at, or, you know, are some places that you're looking to go oh, to expand that? Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like the mountain biking, there's, there's, there's tons, there's tons of that in Southern California, just finding, finding the spots there. And then uh, the e-foiling, obviously you got the ocean here and then you got some, some bays and that kind of thing. So easy to do that here. I first did it in Hawaii. Uh, back in February. So that's a great place to do it as well. Yeah. I'll continue to find, find good spots for that. I definitely think there is something though, too, with your body. If you give yourself a purpose from a training perspective and a recovery perspective, I think while that is, is challenging, I think that that also creates a purpose for you each day, each week, whatever your regimen is. And it allows you to really stay on top of, of something and train your body for something. And I think at the end of the day, that that's going to help my body feel even better versus like at times people feel like I'm just going to, I'm going to rest for a while. And <laughs> I think if you don't use it, you lose it, you know? So you got to keep, you got to keep doing stuff. You got to keep staying active. You have to keep training for something. you know, give yourself a purpose with your training. And I think that's also where the, where the stretching resides as well. Um, and that's why stretch zone is still going to be a very active part of what I do and how I recover because I still plan on training with the same intensity. It might just be focused towards a different objective, not football, mm -hmm. but the stretching and the Pilates and some of the other things are definitely going to be a part of my regimen moving forward. I mean, really for the rest of my life, because I've experienced the benefits. I know they're there. I know they're real. And that's going to keep me living as healthy and active lifestyle as I possibly can for as long as I can. Have you been watching any sports during this time? And are you excited to, to watch the season? Yeah, I'm excited. The PLL, Professional Lacrosse League, that's, uh, that's on TV. We watched a little bit of that. I'm pumped about that. I love lacrosse. Love watching those guys play, man. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to a Padres baseball game today. Watch the Padres play. So that'll be fun. My kids just kind of wrapped up all the playoffs in their sports. So, yeah, just getting ready for the for the summer here. I'll be broadcasting Notre Dame home football games. So I'm excited to see, you know, to experience that. That's going to be different, you know, getting back into the college football realm. Um, I think, obviously, Notre Dame came off a very successful season last year. But, uh, you know, lost their quarterback, Ian Book. He actually got drafted by the New Orleans Saints, uh, fourth <laughs> round, I believe. So, see who ends up being the starting quarterback for, for Notre Dame. They've got, you know, three or four guys that are fighting for the job. But they've got a really talented team. And, and obviously, I think they established themselves as a, as a real contender last year in the, uh, in the BCS. So, see how that, that plays out. See, what, see how Clemson looks this year, you know, mm-hmm. after Trevor Lawrence you know, being drafted number one all, uh, overall. So yeah, man, college football is college football is alive and well. That'll be fun. That'll be fun to see how Mac Jones right leaves Alabama. So they, they're gonna have a new quarterback. So you got Justin Fields, at Ohio State. Ohio State's got a new quarterback. So really, all all four of the teams that were in the BCS last year had quarterbacks that all you know were drafted, high draft picks. Huge shift. I'm excited Absolutely. to see 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 the landscape of college football next year, and then obviously NFL. You know, lots of storylines. Over your few decades of playing the position. Has the role or the concept of a quarterback changed to you and what a quarterback should really Man, it's be? Still about, it's still about leadership. Always will be. Your pep talks before the game or uh, during the game were some of my favorite things kept, captured on film. Do you give those to the boys now? or? I, I, that's one thing I haven't done. I haven't sat down and watched all those with the boys. We, we sat down and watched a bunch of stuff, but we haven't done that. So I might have to add that to the short list of things we need to do together just for fun. You got him, man. Are you still in touch with any of the old team or any of the guys you played with? I talk to a lot of those guys pretty regularly. Um, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm always going to be a saint, you know. So I think as the years go by, you know, obviously certain faces may change, you know, in regards to coaches and players, that kind of thing. But certainly, you know, as you look to now and over the next few years, just with the core group of guys that have been built, I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of familiar faces there for a while. So. I'll always be, you know, try to put myself in a position where I can help those guys and, and I can still be part of that organization. Absolutely, man. That that last game was incredible to watch and incredible effort. And have you been back to the stadium since? And do you have plans to go back this year? I definitely have plans to go back. I don't know exactly when yet. Just kind of see how things play, play out with my NBC job. And um, if I have the opportunity to go back or take the kids back, it may be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of One on One. Don't forget to subscribe and check back in for more exclusive interviews.